With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at MiamiDade.gov slash PlasticFree305. everybody this is rams up your favorite la rams podcast you can also follow us on youtube our youtube handle is at la rams up hey we're not insiders here we're just rams fans that love talking about our la rams i'm your host mark let's get to it Welcome back, Ram fans. Another episode of Rams Up here. Now, if you're listening in, hoping to hear the latest news on Cooper Cup, well, I can't help you. That news should be coming sometime Wednesday. Maybe you've already heard it by the time you're listening to this. I, just like you, am on pins and needles waiting to hear what happens here. But as Sean McVay says, let's worry about what we can control And you know what? If Cooper Cup doesn't play against Seattle in the long term, it's probably a good thing. But if he does play, man, it really increases our chances of winning that opener. That's for dang sure. Good thing we're saving our Rams Seahawks preview for a few days because we'll have a lot more information and can more and can more accurately talk about that game. Hey, maybe we will be treated to an early arrival of Puka Nakua time. What else is coming up this week? We have our player focus on Duke Shelley. We will have our power rankings. It's actually just a top 10, you know, and that's actually kind of nice for two reasons. Number one, do we really care about who's ranked 17th and 18th and 19th? I really don't. And it also saves me the pain of ranking the Rams where they probably belong right now. And we'll also have our Rams up straight up game picks, just like we did all last year. That's all coming up in the next couple of days. And we'll also be sharing this stuff on the YouTube channel with supporting graphics and videos. So please check that out. Subscribe and like those videos. That's youtube.com slash at LA Rams up. So no news on Cooper Cup. And aside from that, what else is there really to talk about tonight? Well, there's one thing we can talk about. I'm going to share the second half of my preseason roundtable with Paul Walia and Tom Quartz, just like we did last year. The first part we shared yesterday, and that was all about the Rams, what we're excited about, what we're worried about, what players are really going to surprise us and blow us away, and which ones might disappoint us a little bit. This episode, we get into the second half of that discussion, our predictions regarding the Rams, how they're going to finish, and the playoff predictions across the NFL. And foreshadowing here, I am the homer in this discussion, remaining very optimistic, sticking with my original predictions, 
but Tom and Paul give me a little dose of reality maybe, but hey, that's what I bring them on board for. I'm the Homer. They're the fact checkers. That's going to be a fun discussion. Check it out. Coming up in a second. Hi, this is Mariah from Rams Up. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Okay, so let's get to um, our season predictions. Um, hopefully you guys gave this a little bit of thought, or, or you can just wing it. Um, I, I gave it about 30 seconds thought for my my four teams that are going to win the divisions. I'll go first. How about that? Um, I picked the Bills, Jags, Chiefs, and Bengals to win their divisions. Uh, I don't think those are uh, any any of those are real startling. That AFC East is going to be a dogfight, though. And I picked as my wild card teams the Steelers, Ravens, and Chargers. So yeah, three teams coming out of the a- AFC North. Uh, the Chargers, um, you know, they they they're a great regular season team, and I'm just not betting against uh, Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. And uh, there's there's going to be some decent teams that miss the playoffs. I really like the Dolphins. I think the uh, the Broncos could be improved, um, but that's what I'll roll with here. The Jets, you know, I I think it's there is every reason for Jets fans to be excited about this season, but um, they may fall a little bit short. So those are my AFC playoff teams. Uh, who you got, Paul? Yeah, so I agree with you. The AFC is exciting. The NFC, not so exciting. But the AFC is definitely exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I love the AFC East. Absolutely love the AFC East. You know, I love the, uh, you know, I think the Bills, I think the Bills are going to take that division. But I love Miami because I am I do like Tua. I'm big Tua, and I love that defense. I'm a defensive guy first always, and I love that defense. Uh, I love the way they dial it up and they bring the heat. I like what the Jets have done. I'm a big co- – uh, I love their coach. Uh, I love Saleh. I think he's the right he's the right guy, and I love that D as well. Uh, I don't know if they have enough on offense. I do like their running game. You know, I'm a big uh, Brees Hall fan. Uh, hopefully his health situation, that's really good, I think, going to carry them uh, this season as well. Can they protect Rodgers for the entire season? That's going to be the question. And do they have – you know. Uh, enough out there. So we'll see. Um, so I'm picking the Bills to take the East. Uh, the North, you know, listen, I'm going to say this first. Tomlin is the greatest, right? He is the man. Uh, but I I, I, I got to say I'm leaning to because I'm completely biased. Yes, I'm saying that to the entire – everybody that's watching, I am completely biased. I am going to support Zach Taylor, Right. We gotta gotta keep it in the family. So I'm going with the Bengals to pull it out. I just think, you know, one thing I like is continuity. When I pick teams, I like the continuity factor. If you look at the Bills, that's six years. With the Bengals, that's five years. Consistency in staff, core nucleus. They got the big three at wide receiver. Um, I think it's going to be a slug out between the Bengals and Baltimore because I love the Ravens this year. I love their strength of schedule. The Bengals have that four-game sequence. If you look at the end of their season, they got four tough games in a row. So I think I'm still going to go with the Bengals, though. I'm going to support Zach Taylor, be ultimately biased, and um, be blatant about that. So, you know, it's interesting about Jacksonville. So when I was looking at the South, I was like, Jacksonville, 
right? Interesting. Everybody else, I was sort of like, you know, not such a big fan about. Uh, but, you know, I like Coach Vrabel. I think there's enough there. I think Jacksonville's O-line scares me. Um, I think I'm going to go with Tennessee to edge out Jacksonville. But I, I think Jacksonville is going to throw up some points. I am a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I think he is vastly underrated. He needs to go to a good team. Um, and out in the AFC West, I think KC is still the class of that division. But I love what San Diego holds in terms of promise. Once again, blatant bias. Coach Staley pulling for you. Uh, I think San Diego is going to it's going to be a dogfight. I love uh, their QB Herbert. I think he's phenomenal. Um, I think Herbert takes a step forward, puts the team on his back and carries them to like sort of a two two wins above what everybody's predicting them to have as their baseline. So I got KC and then San Diego grabbing that other spot. So who are your wild card teams? The Chargers I- Chargers and I got the Ravens and I got Miami. Oh, okay. So we uh, agree on everything except for let's see, you got the Titans and the Dolphins yep. instead of That's the totally uh, Jags. So you're not, you're passing on the Steelers. Yeah, I think, I think Baltimore just looks good. I did, and I'm, I, I love Harbaugh. I think he's a great coach. Yeah. I yeah. Think he's a phenomenal coach. Okay. Um, how about you, Tom? Who do you got? So in the uh, in the east, I have Buffalo. In, in the north, I have Cincinnati. In the west, I have Kansas City. All to be wild cards, not to win their divisions. So, uh, so yeah, I think those three teams that are favorites for most people are uh, going to be wild cards this year. Uh, and I like uh, because I like teams. Um, I like Miami to win the east. I like Baltimore a lot to win the North, and uh, and I like the Chargers to win the West, and then Jacksonville, which is kind of a chalk pick for the. Or oh, you're uh, going, South. you're going, you're going completely rogue on us, but that's fine. Yeah, uh, well, there's, are... a, there's some stats that show that uh, you know historically, uh, what is the what's the number of teams that replace division winners the following year? Um, so. I think it's going to happen. I think we have three really good candidates in Miami, um, a healthy Tua, Fangio on the defense, McDaniel in his second year. They have every, basically every position group is loaded. They're going to get Ramsey back at the end of the year. And, uh, and the, you know, the only weakness is the O-line. Um, and, uh, you know, so you can go down the list there. And Baltimore, we know what they've done. And with, uh, uh, you know, with some weapons now, a new offensive coordinator that wants to pass a little bit, uh, I think the sky's the limit. And the Chargers, you know, if the Chargers, they were decimated by injuries last year. They can keep those receivers healthy. They got a new offensive coordinator, which is going to, you know, with Kellen Moore, it's going to work wonders um, for Herbert. And uh, that defense is finally going to, you know, get in the, in the swing of the Staley defense. Uh, they, he's had time to put the right pieces in place. Really like the Chargers. So those are my three picks for uh, plus Jacksonville. And the Ravens and the Dolphins are the type of teams with the way they are constructed as the season progresses, they are going to be more dangerous in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. No and hopefully, and hopefully they'll have Ramsey back by then, right? That's yeah, a little bit of an absolutely. unknown. Another guy in the Dolphins to watch out for. I just did my uh, I recorded my power my first my preseason power rankings, and a guy that I love I loved in the draft is Devin A. Chain, uh, and he's he's going to be he's lightning in a bottle and. 
I don't think he, he may be injured right now, but I think he'll be back pretty soon. He's a guy to watch out for. Um, good enough. Well, uh, I got notes here. We'll go back and, well, we always say we're going to go back and see how we did. We never actually do that, do we? That's fine. <laughs> um, it'd probably be too embarrassing. But uh, So I'll go, let's go talk about the NFC West specifically so we don't give anything away for our NFC playoff predictions because this kind of feeds into that, right? I'll go first. And you guys know um, I'm an admitted homer. Uh, this is a Rams podcast, and reality hasn't struck me yet, perhaps. But uh, I am picking the 49ers to win the division, although I do have serious concerns about three things, their offensive line, their their kicker. And I don't know about the quarterback situation there. You know, Brock Purdy uh, has, has two questions surrounding him. One, is he 100% healthy? Can he get re-injured real easily? And two, do uh, NFL – Defensive coordinators have a little bit of a book on him now, although I don't know how much that matters with the 49er offense, the way they it's such a well-oiled machine. But as I do have concerns about the 49ers. I think they're going to – they're a team that just – and I, I've mentioned this a few times you know, over the past few weeks getting ready for this season that they seem to have – something's a little bit off with that franchise. I don't know what it is. There's – it's a little bit of a jinx and a little bit of self-doubt and then um, just some internal stuff that goes on that, you know, the Trey Lance, the drafting a kicker in the third round, Jimmy G calling him out real subtly from the from Las Vegas. So I don't know. You know, it's not, it's not run. I think the Rams run things so well and so professionally. And um, I, I think the 49ers could learn something from the Rams. But I am pick, picking them to win the division. I'm going to take the Rams to come in second. Seattle, I think, has uh, uh, two – they have they had – they didn't get enough love last year. I think they're getting too much love this year. Uh, I understand all the questions about the Rams, but uh, I'm still going to pick them second. Um, uh, I could be proven wrong real fast here. But I, even if they get out to get off to a slow start, they have the potential to to go uh, right. a, a stretch there in, in the second half of the season where they could go six and two and get back into it. And then I think the cards are going to be dreadful. So that's how I have the NFC West stacking up. Hopefully, Tom, you I'll let you go next. You have the Rams finishing ahead of the cards. I hope. Yes. Yes. I. Yeah. It's. I think it's. Uh going to be the Niners, the Seahawks, um, I think, and then the Rams, and then the Cardinals. So uh, the thing with the Rams is that uh, that if we, you know, kind of, you know, my point of view on, on the team, and, and I like what they're doing, and I, you know, I view myself as a homer, too, from the perspective of I love what the front office is doing. There's nothing worse than, you know, in my opinion, trying to just win, you know, eight games and move on to next year. You don't, you know, necessarily get anything out of it, you know, no high draft pick and so forth and so on. So I, if they, I think they're going to win games if these uh, youngsters are can play. They're second youngest uh, roster in the league, and that's with some guys like you know Stafford and Donald and so forth on the team. So if these guys play well, we win seven, you know, six, seven, eight games or something like that. Then or nine games, it's going to be because our we have this great future ahead of us. It's not going to be because we threw a bunch of free agents at the mix, just one-year rentals to try and not have a losing season. So um, I'm super excited about it. I just, I, I, I just don't think. I think they're going to win five games, uh, but I think Arizona's going to win. You know. 
What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. One or two or three. How about you, Paul? Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, just to go through the divisions really quickly, NFC South, uh, I, I just, you know, that's a tough one to call. I think there's not really uh, anything to really get too excited about over there. Uh, NFC North, I'm really excited by watching Minnesota and Green Bay go back for because I think those are the two teams that are going to decide that division. I'm going to be uh, completely biased once again. I'm going to go with Minnesota. I'm going to go with uh, you know Ramley, uh, Coach O'Connell. Uh, I think uh, Minnesota, I'm going to roll with them in the north. Um, uh, also in the east, you know, I'm a big Philly uh, fan from last year and this year because of Jalen Hurts, right, because he helped me win my fantasy league last year. I think there's nothing has changed this year. That team is looks intact. The reason I like Philly is O-line and D-line. If you look at Philly, what jumps out at you is the strength of that team is O-line and D-line, and they have these dynamic playmakers around that. You win in the trenches, so I'm going to go with Philly. I think the I think uh, the rest of the East, I think, I think the Cowboys are getting way too much love. I don't think they're in no way, shape, or form are going to be able to uh, go to toe-to-toe with uh, Philly. Um, and then in the West, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think Arizona just has way too many holes, and um, obviously Kyler Murray's going to be out till they said week four at the Min. Um, with Seattle, phenomenal running back situation, but can they stop the run? They were uh, uh, really terrible against the run last year, but they have so many young, great players. I really like the way they've been drafting and constructing their roster. Uh, I just can't get over the Geno Smith hurdle. I mean, I really can't. So um, I think it's going to be between the Rams and Seattle for that second spot. Um, the problem with the way the Rams roster is set up and the way that Seattle's roster is set up is that injuries are going to decide this race. It's that simple. The Rams don't have enough depth to absorb any real injuries, right? They're, they're so young. So um, I think that's going to be the issue. It's going to be whoever winds up healthier is going to take the second spot. And I, I agree with you. I think the 49ers are the strongest team in that league. Brock Purdy, I think, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, huge question mark. He showed a lot of moxie. Is he healthy? Can he do it? Um, now that the, the league has a book on him, we'll see how it plays out. The one thing I will say about Brock Purdy's situation is the Niners have played around the quarterback situation fairly well uh, without making it a focal point the last couple of seasons. So I think – I don't think that's going to be a huge negative for them if they have to go that, that route. Um, so I definitely think uh, – but I think Philly is going to come out of the NFC. And I'm like Minnesota is my sleeper squad, if you really want to use that term. They're not a real sleeper. But they're underrated, and I'll tell you why. Who is their D.C.? Brian Flores. He's going that's to turn up the dial on that defense. And that was – their defense was their Achilles heel the last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. I think that was a great hire, and I was shocked that it was not talked about in the offseason as much, um, you know, on whatever channel you turn to, you didn't really see them talking about it. I think that's going to be a huge difference maker for Minnesota this year. And did you pick a team from the South? If I had to, yeah. I would probably go with New Orleans. Yeah, that's that's what I have too. 
So your divisional winners are the 49ers, Vikings, Eagles, and Saints. And your wild, you got wild card teams, or if, if you don't, I stayed, away, I stayed away from the wild cards. I really wasn't excited about any of the NFC teams. Yeah, I know, that, I know. It's so you know, different than the AFC. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, um, a lot of people are jumping on the. Uh, I saw the power projections the other day, and I was sort of confused. But a lot of people are jumping on the Carolina bandwagon. Yeah, uh, I don't really see that either. Um, yeah. My so, my divisional winners were the same as yours. I I think that except for the NFC North, uh, I think that division is so tough to pick. Is Justin Fields going to make the going right, to graduate? Yeah. Is Jordan Love a good quarterback? Did the Packers hit the jackpot again? And I definitely think. Well, to go to your point, I think Green Bay will be one of the wild card spots. Okay, and I think uh, Green Bay will definitely have one of the wild yeah, card. and Jared Goff. And Jared Goff and the Lions, you know, they're slowly yeah, building right? something there. So I didn't know how to pick that. I picked the Lions, though, and then my wild cards were the uh, – and, and, again, it's it's just a uh, a mass of teams that a lot of them maybe aren't even playoff worthy, but three teams are going to make it. And I picked the Rams, of course, to find a way. And I know, laugh all yeah. you want. That's just that's just what I do here. And then I, I will say this for the New York faithful. I like – I like the vibe when I watch the Giants play, right? I like their coach. I like the way he handles things. Um, I know a lot of people are down on Jones as a quarterback, but, you know, I like the vibe coming out of there. It's a very similar vibe that you see coming out of Detroit. Do the little things, you know, play hard. A little old school. Uh, character, character, character. Yeah, right. so I like that. So for the yeah. new faithful, big blue. Yeah, one last like thing that. before we move on to Tom. You mentioned Philadelphia, and they – they had a pretty darn good defense, and then they added Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, two uh, oh. <laughs> two guys I would love to have on my side. How about you, uh, Tom, in the NFC? How do you see the uh, playoff team stacking up? You already told us how you thought the NFC West was going to roll. Yeah, so I think the uh, the NFC North, I like Minnesota. I think they're getting a bad rap. Everybody says, oh, they shouldn't have won those 13 games and because they fizzled out in the playoffs so quickly. But I agree, the defense will be much better. Uh, and uh, like O'Connell, like what they're doing. They, they, uh, so I really like that team and uh, a lot uh, in the North. I think that uh, in the South, you have to pick one, and that's all that's going to make it, and I'll take New Orleans. They have the easiest schedule in the, in the, uh, in the entire NFL, um, and uh, they're definitely the, you know, Tampa Bay and Carolina are on the outs. Atlanta, uh, you know, not a big believer in Ritter, so um, it's just uh, I think that it's New Orleans there. And um, in the East, I like Dallas to win the division. Uh, and I'm going to go a little bit uh, against the grain there. But I feel like they're a, they are a, um, they're super strong. They've gotten better this year. They're, and I feel like they're a regular season team to some degree. Um, I think Philly's going to uh, take a step back. They don't have anything to prove in the regular season per se. And, uh, and they also got really fortunate with lack of injuries last year. Um, and so I'm not rooting for injuries for anybody, but they just didn't have the, uh, you know, they're going to kind of regress to the mean on that level um, and so forth. So I, I like Dallas. Uh, and then in my uh, wild cards, Philly, Seattle, and I like, I do like Detroit to make the wild card. I'm not, not sold on love yet at Green Bay, uh, you know, wait to be seen. And um, I'm also not a fields guy. He has not proven he can throw the ball accurately on a consistent basis. And so again, two quarterbacks that have a lot to prove in this, that they're full-time NFL quarterbacks. Uh, and um, so 
I'll go with, uh, I'll take Detroit. Yeah, one word on the Cowboys. You know, my fantasy football draft, I, I mentioned we should do a fantasy football episode, although. Yeah, we should. So, uh, it's, about, yeah. it's it's so int- funny, though. You know, we, we talk about how much we think we know, and we end up not knowing nearly as much as we think when it comes to fantasy football. I don't pretend to be an expert, but I just enjoy it. But my, I, uh, I somehow managed the Yahoo random Spiel gave me the first pick in the draft. I think it's the first time I've ever had the first pick, which gave me the last pick as well, of course. And I picked uh, Deuce Vaughn, the uh, five foot five rookie running back for the Cowboys. I guess we'll call him a running back. He'd be a return specialist as well. But um, yeah, I'll probably never start him, but it's a fun pick. Okay, so the Super Bowl picks. Um, who do you have? In the Super Bowl, Paul? I have a fun Super Bowl. I have Buffalo and Philly. Right? Philly gets some redemption. They win the Super Bowl. Last second field goal. You know, it's funny. You said uh, you had a fun Super Bowl. I was going to say I have a boring Super Bowl, Bills over the Eagles. Because <laughs> I thought I'd, that's kind of like a last year, you know, like, come on, go out on a limb and pick something crazy. And I'm, uh, I thought the Bills were, were they were the favorite last year for most of the year, right? And then they just petered think, out. Think, think about the ratings on that one Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Everybody's tuning in just for that, right? Yeah. Von Miller would be back by then, I would assume. And yeah, it'd be fun. Um, yeah, I had the same, I had the same thing. Bill, did you have the Bills winning? I have uh, Philly winning. Oh, okay. So I have the Bills over the Eagles. And how about you, Tom? Who you got? Yeah, in the uh, AFC Championship game, I have the Ravens and the Chargers. And I have the uh, Ravens winning, going to the Super Bowl. In the NFC Championship game, I have a classic Dallas-San Francisco with Dallas winning that game and a a uh, Super Bowl of the Ravens and the Cowboys. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think they've played in a Super Bowl, have they? I think the Ravens played the Giants, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, question. In that Charger-Raven championship game, does a Chargers field goal hit the post and bounce back (laughs) and they lose? Is that how? Is that <laughs> I how don't know. It, 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 I think I think the uh, football gods are going to make up something uh, something uh, even more vicious than that. Yeah. So who wins the Super Bowl in your sequence? Excuse me. Who are you picking to win the Super Bowl? Oh, it, again, it's uh, yeah with Baltimore and um, and uh, Dallas. Uh, I think Baltimore is going to win the Super Bowl. So we got three different winners, the Eagles, Bills, and Ravens. Fair enough. Yeah, this is Charger, Charger Nation, man. It's gotten to the point where they just expect it, you know. Uh, <laughs> although their kicker is, I wish we had uh, their kicker, the one that we cut, right, Cameron Dicker. Yeah. Boy, that would have solved. But, of course, we had him when we, we – he was in camp when they still had Right, and day, we were right? talking about that last year. Yeah. We were like, don't let this kid go. And we were like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. So um, any uh, – let's turn this off here. Um, any final thoughts that you want to share before we call it a day? Um, let me ask this question. Let me throw this question out here, I, especially for you, Tom, but I, I think it's for both of you. Your, your position on the Rams, and, and I totally get it. 
uh, just trying to be contrarian here. Will your do you think the fortune for the Rams could be different than what you're predicting if they beat if Cam Akers runs for 127 yards and two touchdowns and the Rams beat the Seahawks uh, 27 to 10? <laughs> that would be in Seattle against that team. That would be a heck of a start to the season. Yeah, no, that would mean that their defense stepped up. I would be less. I think the Rams offense is going to score points. So I'm as I as I mentioned, I mentioned that my strength of this team is is the run, um, the the running game, uh, a re, revitalized running game. I think McVeigh put a lot of attention into that. You can see it with his moves. Um, Acres, like I said, is healthy. So excited about the running game. Stafford can always sling the ball. If he can get some a little bit of time, he's going to be fine. Those wide receivers are, are fine, even without Cup. Um, and so uh, they're going to score points. So that's the 27 wouldn't surprise me. Now, the 10 would be shocking, um, especially with that run game that Seattle has and uh, and and so forth. So if they can, yeah, if the defense steps up, then, oh, boy, yeah, we're in for a Well, what, for if, a fun what if they win 35 to 34? Would you still feel like they're a five-win team? Uh, no, I'd give them a six, six win team. I don't, I, no, that, that, yeah, then they're a six win team because they're uh, yeah because they're uh, because they're uh, yeah they, that's a game I don't expect them to win. But, yeah, uh, yeah, but it would that would be kind of chalk. I think it's going to be high scoring. It's going to be a fun season. We get to see all these young guys. Fourteen draft picks. That's a record in the NFL for the most draft picks to make the initial fifty-three man roster, tied with the two thousand sixteen Cleveland Browns. Now I won't going to tell you what their record was on that team, but uh, <laughs> but no, it's a it's a very young team and it's super exciting to see all these guys who's going to emerge for us and they get they finally get to play our, our youngsters haven't played over the last several years so that's going to be fun for me and uh, I just feel like we're going to find a lot of really good players in those in that crop especially on the defensive side of the ball you know plus a Puka, a Puka Naku and a few other guys on offense but. Uh, but what's going to happen is we're going to find guys that can't play. Also, we can't expect every single one of those guys to be able to play. So they're going to be guys in there that are given a legitimate chance, two, three, four games. And then they're going to finally just decide this guy's getting scorched. You know, it might be a Darian Kendrick or it might be, uh, you know, a, a Trey Tomlinson or somebody like that. And, and so who knows, but, uh, during those games, those guys are, are going to give up a lot of points, whoever it ends up being. I'm not saying that those guys are the likely candidates. but And then they'll put somebody else in there, see if they can play. Somebody else in there, see if they can play. Look what happened with Bobby Evans. They put him in there for three, four games, and they figured out he couldn't play, but he destroyed our team in the meantime. Yeah. And that's kind of like what <laughs> the I see. Yeah, yeah, the human turnstile. Yeah, yeah, the human turnstile. So that's what's going to happen. We think you know some draft pick is going to be great, and if they can't play – which is going to cost us a lot of games in the meantime. And so by the end of the season, we'll know, but it's going to, it's going to be, you know, it's going to, it's not going to be fun on the scoreboard, but it's going to be fun if you're looking at what's going to, uh, what, what the roster is shaping up for next year. Yeah. And I think another thing that's going to make this season really fun and interesting is uh, I think we're going to see some different strategies on both sides of the ball. I think Sean McVay, is trying to prove that he knows how to coach more than one way. 
uh, knows, knows how to run an offense more than one way. So I think we're going to see some wrinkles, some different some different things that we haven't seen from this offense before, maybe a little less predictable, maybe fewer jet sweeps, maybe more jet sweeps, maybe just, just uh, um, I think he's going to use these players in a different way. And I think he's going to, uh, uh, Paul, you can probably speak to this better than I can. I think the offensive line is going to operate quite a bit differently than we've seen in the past. Any final words for you, Paul, how you feeling? Uh, any, anything else you wanted to share as we look forward to this opener? Yeah, a couple of shout-outs to uh, the Zach attack out in Cincy, bringing over Nick Scott to play safety. So uh, I'm a big Nick Scott guy, so that was that's awesome. Um, and also for Ram Nation, to Tom's point, Logan Brust didn't even make the squad, right? So remember, you, know, you got Rams, uh, what is it called, uh, scouting guys uh, jumping into the pool, and now he's not even on the squad, so – this is, this is, you know, when we talk about talent evaluation, it's one thing to watch the tape. It's another thing for them to translate it to the field. So, um, look, you know, there's – this is going to be a hard – it's going to be a hard season to sort of – to follow, right, for the Rams. I think the Rams are going to be one of those uh, fantasy darlings, right, because whoever plays them, people are going to start their fantasy guys. I think the Rams are going to give up some points. I, I just think that's just the reality of it. And, and listen – for all you fantasy monsters out there, remember, dome at home. Always dome at home, right? So if you're playing against a dome team, start your guy. That's like a plus five uh, for your fantasy uh, players. But in any case, um, I said it before and I'll say it again. This season is all about the spotlight's going to be on the Rams coaches. That's what it's going to be about, right? How do they get – how do they accelerate the curve for the younger players? How do they utilize the veteran players? How do they uh, – Game management in particular. If there's one thing that has really stood out has been game management uh, over you know over the last season that really you know struck struck me as odd. So I think game management is going to be the focal point for me when I watch the Rams game. And, and the spotlight is on not these young players, but it's on these coaches, right? It's it's a young roster, and you know the hard thing about that is when so many young players. It's usually because you don't have a lot of you know veteran guys that are you know, competing for spots, and that's the bottom line, right? So the comparison with Cleveland that year, that's I think it was a perfect comparison. So, um, you know, one thing, there, there, there's a lot of room for optimism. You know, Akers ends with 300-yard games. Uh, historically, I think there's only been like three Ram running backs that have ended with 300-yard games, you know, the last, I think, 30, 40 years. So I think that's, that's pretty awesome. I think Stafford is a constant. Uh, everybody's saying he's excited. Everybody's saying that, he looks rejuvenated. They got to keep him healthy. Um, I think the Rams are going to throw a ton. You know, yeah, I definitely agree that Cam Akers is going to be rejuvenated. But one thing I will tell you, I think the Rams are going to throw a ton uh, this year. Um, yeah, I, so which I, is it? Yeah, I was going to say, but, you know, you want to take uh, fantasy players against the Rams. I think there's a couple of Rams uh, that will be fantasy gems as well. But the problem with that is the Rams throwing a ton is number one, Cooper might be hurt. For, for a little bit. And number two, their O-line's not settled yet. So those two things don't bode well for right. throwing the ball at them. That's how you get your quarterbacks, you know, destroyed. Yeah. You know, Kelly Stafford also jumping on and uh, revealing uh, tidbits yeah. about things that are set to earn confidence on the air. That might be another thing that the Rams might want to address early on in the season so that doesn't become a big thing uh, down the road. Because I thought that was a little embarrassing. You know, yeah. Because um, that should never happen. That should never happen. But – 
that aside, I think, you know, I think this is going to be one for Ram Nation where we're going to have to take it on the chin and just sort of like suck it up a little bit. We'll see what happens. Um, but you never know. Like nobody picked the Rams in 99, right? Yeah. So you, you never know. You, you want your squad to be competitive, but I agree with Tom. The fun part is watching the young players evolve, watching those guys, you you know, everybody counted out, all of a sudden rise and, and become prominent players. Uh, also, you see like a lot of these young coaches step forward. So we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I do think one of the trends I do see in the NFL, which I think is really, really uh, promising, is that you see um, offenses and defenses alike becoming much more diverse. Not that same old, you know, sort of, you know, everybody does the same thing. I think you're seeing a lot of diversity in schemes, a lot of different uh, focal points coming in in terms of points of emphasis. So I really like that. Um, so I'm, I'm, re- I'm excited about this season. You know, I, you know, for example, Baltimore, they're saying they want to diversify that offense and turn that Ferrari loose, Lamar Jackson, which I think that they should. So I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun season uh, in the AFC especially. Uh, and uh, you know, and using your Detroit as an example, a lot of teams that historically have really been sort of ineffectual, really playing uh, a key role and getting you know quality TV time. You know, it's fun to watch them again. You know, especially with Detroit, you've got Barry from the days of Barry Sanders. You know, really fun to watch them again, and you like what they're seeing and what you're seeing coming out of there. So, yeah, the running back Gibbs there could be special. Yep. And, wow. you know, and there are a lot of good sleeper fantasy picks this yeah, year yeah. All because of that right. across the league. So maybe we should do a fantasy segment. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to wait for next year. I think everybody's already had their drafts. Yeah, but, they already um, had their drafts. Yeah. Any final words, Tom? No, just really looking forward to the year uh, and uh, looking forward to how the how the Rams play this out uh, in the front office. And um just how they rotate the guys. In the past, we've had starters and and so forth. I think we're getting a lot more rotation among uh, along among this roster. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing who they uh, put on the inactive list at the beginning of the year. You know, there's usually a couple of guys that are uh, inactive. Obviously, you know, Cup. At least I believe Cup will be inactive um, on because of injury. But who are the guys that sit uh, inactive, healthy? And uh, it'll be interesting to see that where who they feel like is just kind of not quite ready to get into the mix. And, um, you know, like we had talked about before, uh, Darian Kendrick was one of those guys. And then because of injury, got thrown into the fire in week three. So, well, those kinds of the roster moves and and the rotations, uh, how many snaps guys are getting. And um, I do think they're going to rotate guys, which is going to be super fun. We're not going to just see the same set of guys out there uh, uh, for the whole game like we're used to and like teams do when they're, you know, focused on exclusively trying to win. This team is ex- is focused on on evaluation, and uh, so that'll be exci- exciting to watch. Okay, hey, thanks guys for joining me. This the vibe of this uh, episode has been significantly different from a year ago when the Rams are coming off a Super Bowl win. But uh, reality bites is that what they say? Um, but I'm still hopeful. I totally get where you guys are coming from. Um, just hopefully, I just hope they don't get embarrassed. They play competitive, they play hard, and they make these games fun. That's what I'm hoping for at a minimum. But hey, thanks, guys. It's been great, and uh, I'll have you back soon. 
Uh, at a minimum, I'll have you back on the Rand's bye week, maybe before that. We'll see if we can get together, okay? Terrific. Fantastic. All right, out here. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. All right, Rams up. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305.